was not being smart about it. Now, look, Ben Grimm just pushed him out of right. the yeah, yeah. jammy. It was just great because the poor animators had to like draw in the, the lightning <laughs> 24 frames a second. Look at his hair. Oh, he must be injured. Well, yeah. They couldn't afford hairspray by that point. Yeah, not on this budget. It was either $1 million or $1.5 million. <clears throat> well, I think that um, uh, Constantini film, okay, Brend Eckhart, I'll say his name right in a minute. Constantini okay. film, like said, I'll give you $750,000. Corman said he would put in $750,000. So that's a million and a half. But then other times <clears throat> in the Doom documentary on the internet, it says that the budget was $1 million. So that's it. Either the budget is <clears throat> one million or one and a half. Now look, this is Doom's henchman dressed up as a doctor saying, "Victor's dead." Really? <clears throat> the so, long-lived doctor. Right. Now, yeah. look at the the shifty eyes when they get on the elevator. The director did that so that we know that something's up. Right. Oh, yeah, this is not your ordinary elevator ride. <laughs> Here it comes now. Look, they All look right. at each other. Uh-huh. We fooled uh -huh. them. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's the comedy duo, Hedgeman and Doctor. <laughs> there That's is doc some of that on, on in here. There's a character called the jewel Jeweler. He was supposed to be the Mole Man, because that was a Fantastic Four. Sure, he was in the first issue of Fantastic Four. Maybe you're right. I, th I think you're right about that. Remember there was like some kind of monster breaking out of the sidewalk? and then, Right. Yeah. On the cover, yeah. Yeah. I don't like know if a... it was the first one, because the first one was the origin story, but, but you might be right. Okay, now they're like, we must save the monarch. Now, why are they concealing his death? Why aren't they using the real doctors to help him? This, it doesn't make sense in the real world why they would... Why would they want Reed Richards to think he's dead? Why? Ten years later. Ten years later. The Baxter building. Oh, yeah, right. Wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. How did that Baxter building come? Whatever, ten years later. Ten years later, they're looking at a rocket to go into outer space. And Reed Richards, who's graying? Now he's graying. Sure, he's got to get that, that classic Reed Richards look. He's talking to Ben Grimm going, you promised to be the pilot if I ever got this whammy jammy machine in the air. Do you think that that Pixar movie ripped off Fantastic Four? Incredibles? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> but they're a family and there's four of them and they're superheroes. That's mom, dad, and two kids. That's not what we got here. Besides, they just ripped off comic books. Right. But you, do you know the story that DC created their own Fantastic Four called the oh. Terrifics? They figured, like, because Fantastic Four, for some reason, like, they just stopped making – it was, wasn't their property, right? It was a Fox property. It was Sony. And uh, it was Fox, I think. And Fox was making these movies, or whoever was making these movies, Sony or what have you. It wasn't Marvel, Disney. Mm -hmm. And – what I always heard was that the Marvel comics just didn't even bother with Fantastic Four because they weren't making money off of the movies or anything like that. So the actual comic wasn't around for a bit. It's back. There's a very elaborate storyline with uh, 
uh, Reed and Susan's kids, uh, uh-huh. Valeria and uh, Franklin. And Franklin's like a super genius. He becomes the next watcher. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Boy, he, he gave birth to something that was a kid who was going to go places. Yeah, right, right, right. But I always felt bad watching these uh, Marvel Disney movies where uh, the smartest scientist is re- is no Tony Stark, and the, the richest scientist is, well, the Wasp guy. But you know what I mean? Like, they never uh, – it Reed Richards. Reed Richards has the money and the technology. Reed Richards right. should be building the Spider-Man suit. It's Reed Richards. Instead this, of um, Tony Stark. Tony Stark, right, yeah. yeah. Well, that would have been a much, much better uh, – that would have made a lot more sense, and they wouldn't have had to – I don't know. They wrecked up Spider-Man. Okay, wait. I got to stop. Look, okay. this is her. Now she's not 14. Okay, I guess she's 24 now. Right, 10 years later. So that would make him – let's see. If he's a grad student, he had to be over 22. He's in his <laughs> so 30s. He's like, yeah, he's like 36 or something to her 24. So he – okay, this makes no sense again in the real world. Ben Grimm is like, I'm going to pilot. No, he doesn't even say that. They just show up at their house to get these two kids to be their team They're in the rocket ship. Yeah, go, why not? Well, he says they're not astrophysicists, and then Ben Grimm says they know more about this project than anyone alive. But don't you think it's a big coincidence that the monarch who gets his face disfigured and becomes Doctor Doom happens to be the best friend of the guy who started Fantastic Four? I mean, all oh, this is crap. It's like an origin story to me. Yeah, how about this? You, one thing happens somewhere, one thing happens somewhere else, and maybe they meet. It's what a coincidence. It's like, wow, your best friend is Lex Luthor. <laughs> what a coincidence! He's this trying to stop you. This looks like Men in Black, I think. Men in White. The building, the building. Oh, the building. Now, about to meet the mole, who is not the mole. He's the jeweler. Okay. Oh, is he popping his head? Yes, he is out of the sewer pipe. He looks like the – but the thing is, I think the mole in the films was solitary, right? He didn't have minions, did he? I think he had minions, including that big monster from the cover. Yeah, um, you know, I get the mole man mixed up with the mole from that magazine, the guy who kind of like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was just, uh, nose, that ugly yeah. Okay, so Ben Grimm has just clumsily knocked into some lady who's dropped her. <clears throat> Is she because it's what's her name? Allison? His, his love of his life? Great guess. It's Alicia. Alicia. Yeah, you know exactly who it is. So now they're going to meet each other, and then Ben Grimm's going to be like, I'm in love. Now, this is acting. Because she's blind, she's got to feel Ben's face. Now, she got this job. She went to the audition, and there were all these, you know, she was a stage actress, and there were all these, like, beautiful models there, and she's like, I'm the way I'm getting this. And when they had her do a very emotional scene, and she did it, and they're like, wow, you can really act. So she figured out all these models. I mean, they're yeah. eye candy. She got the jump. You know, you don't want her to be eye candy. It's, it's such a ridiculous thing anyway. Like, the, the point is, like, in the 70s at least, she was blind. And right. that's why she loved the thing. Because the, th- and the, the thing felt that because right. she could the deformity. See. Right. Right. But the thing felt it. Like, she, she never really had that issue. Because she obviously knew she was dating the thing. 
He could right? feel that she was hugging a rock. Right. It's not like, oh, I can't see your face. I can't tell you're a giant rock fan. Now, look, see the mole? Yes. He's taking a liking to our Alicia. Oh, this is complicated. So much so that he wants her to be his queen. Oh, the jeweler queen, of course. Ridiculous. Of course, that makes no sense. It's, you've talked about this before, how like the world is its own little universe, and you're just saying, well, it just coincidentally, Dr. Doom gets burned by the, you know, oh, you're right. Lex Luthor's boyhood friend. Oh, what a coincidence. Here's our goons again 10 years later. They're looking good. They must have some good goon insurance. <laughs> That's right. It could be they're looking good because really it wasn't 10 years later. It was like the next day of filming. This took 25 days to shoot. But they never released this movie. That's right. We, you know, anytime you want the history of this movie, and we talked about it the first year of our show when we watched it, and it's in the documentary, which makes it so fascinating. The story of this movie is, the movie is good, but the story is even better, you know? And I have to give credit to the movie that the movie is entertaining on its own, but... Yeah, without the backstory. Yeah. Now, this crystal here, remember I told you, like, it was too much energy from Colossus, and it right. started frying the circuits and gave them, the, you know, so that's why they got the whammy-jammy. Well, now they've got anti-whammy-jammy crystals. All the power will go into the crystal and then be distributed out to the machinery, and it will have cooled. Colossus will have cooled, and they can harness the energy. The old anti-whammy-jammy gun. That's uh, right. A crystal. Excuse me, crystal. Right. Uh, now. Well, they're going to cut it with fentanyl and sell it for toys. Uh, <laughs> Look at that big like close-up of a stop of a right. traffic light. Yeah, Commissioner Gordon called. He wants his bat signal bat. <laughs> And the logo. So this um, burned Eichiger. Do I say it right? Burned Eichiger, right? He went to – he worked for Constantini Films, and he was a big wig over there. And he went to Stan Lee and was like, you know, in 80 – what is it? 80 – it's not in front of me right now, but it was in the 80s. And he said, we would like to make Fantastic Four. Now, back then, there was the Hulk on TV. You know what I mean? There was that right. Spider-Man. Like, they weren't making blockbuster movies. We watched the, we, we watched, uh, the Spider-Man TV show was repurposed into a theatrically released European movie. Yeah. We watched that version. Uh, Howard the Duck is a famous bad movie. That's always considered the first Marvel movie uh, made. Uh, it's terrible, but it, it's on YouTube, too. Did you already watch it in your past life? Did you uh, already yeah. see it on the show? None of the show we haven't done. My YouTube stopped, Carl. Okay. So I should pause? I think there was like a power outage. I'm at uh, 2203. Okay, hang on a second. Yeah, there was just a, an outage. The light went out and TV went out. I have the window open behind me. There was a cat sticking its head in the window. Really? Not your cat? No, my cat. My cat was. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm at 2203. What about you? I'm waiting to. I'm rebooting up my machine. Oh, okay. 
I'm gonna pause. What happened? Oh no, press go. Three, two, okay, 2303. Three, 2203 for those editing at home, Carl. 2203. Three, two, one, go. So the collector is coming up to Ben Grimm's girlfriend, who's not his girlfriend yet. Well, the mole man guy, the jeweler. The jeweler. It's so interesting. I like when, when superhero movies come up with their own hero. <laughs> right? They're like, fuck it. Sure, I can do uh, Wonder Woman's friend, uh, villains. Or... I'll just come up with my own. What the hell? Yeah, right. right. We're already shooting. (laughs) I mean, they didn't have the rights to this. Just Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom. They didn't have the Mole Man. In 1986, they spent $250,000. They gave it to Marvel and got the rights to this. But then it was scheduled to expire at the last second of 1992, December 31. They wouldn't give them an extension because they got some interest now in bigger. So... The only way he could keep the rights, Constantini films, was to start going into production of the movie. Okay, then that they they had you know they it didn't expire because they were in production. So so then he called on Troma Films first and had a lot of discussions with them, but Troma didn't want to touch it because. The Fantastic Four is beloved, and to make a movie movie of it, it wasn't going to be celebrated. You know, comic people were going to hate it. He thought. Now, hang on a second. When you say he thought, you're talking about Lloyd Kaufman, head of Trauma Films, on the documentary, saying, taking a deep breath of fresh air before speaking, and Mm -hmm. sucking all the oxygen out of the room. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh Yeah. Well, too bad Troma didn't make a Fantastic Four. I would definitely watch that as well. I probably won't. If it's Troma, I probably won't be able to make it through it. <laughs> we only saw one Troma film. We watched Troma's War, right, which right. is an all-on assault, which, by the way, boy, my eyes are still hurting from laughing that hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mole Man has snuck into their ship and he took the real crystal, and he gave him the fake one. Because he because wants the real one. Look at him jumping through the lasers. Who's he looking out? Doctor Doom is watching. Yeah, because Doctor Doom was going to take the crystal. Right, and then this guy just did it. So he's, Doom is like, "Ha ha! Thank you for doing the job for me. We'll just pretty- now get it from you." It's very hard for me to sift through this as a Cool Keith fan and not think of Cool Keith's Dr. Doom album, which just has four O's in it, or like five O's, Dr. Doom, including the classic song, Dr. Doom is in the room. <laughs> Dr. Doom is in the room. Is that what Was that gloom? No, okay, here we are. Wow, they must have spent their entire budget on this. Right, on buying the stock footage from NASA. Right. Good news, I got stock footage from NASA. Bad news, it's the Space Shuttle Challenger. Good night, people. Now, Corman was the next one he called, or maybe they talked at the same time, I don't know. Corman was like, hell yeah, we'll do it. A million dollars? No problem. No problem. I really think that Corman and... uh, Carpalipolo. Burned, 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 bur
really, we're going to release this thing. They just they had to make it, you know. I kind of don't know what's in burned, burned's mind, you know. But Corman was going to release it. It was going to be a film that he thought was going to go to theater. But in actuality, they just needed something in production so legally they can keep the rights to Fantastic Four. Yeah, you see this burned Echiger? He's the same guy who made the real ones, Mike. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he must have, right. So he succeeded. He was able to hold on to the... To the uh, yeah, and he did Fantastic Four and he did the Rise of the Silver Surfer. Right, which to be credit to you are both terrible movies. This is yeah, so much absolutely. better. Well, I don't know that this is better. This is old-fashioned, corny, go, let's go to space yeah. with the special now look, effects. Well, that was the comic book. Now, look, the crystal is bullshit, so they're going to, again, get the whammy-jammy, just like Victor. How did the jeweler find a gem that looked exactly like the gem? <laughs> and if he found it, why couldn't he find the, another real gem, the other half of it? I don't know. This is what I would say. It doesn't make sense in the real world, but since you said it, I have the urge to go, Hey, it's a movie. You gotta forgive it a couple. No, you're right. It's bullshit. Look, there's the whammy jammy in action. See those colors? It's like right. 1964, 65. Oh, this is before 2001 came out in 68? <laughs> yeah, right. Look at this. That's another like 60 psychedelia. Like the whammy jammy's really fucking with them. Now, was it the same gamma rays that the Hulk got on Earth? Well, yeah, in space, it was gamma rays in the comic book. Right. And gamma rays, pretty much everything. You know, the spider, the spider on Spider-Man was just radioactive, okay? It, it was a gamma rays? No, it wasn't a gamma <laughs> But if Doc Bruce Banner, belted by gamma rays, turned right. to the Hulk. What about the Fantastic Four theme yep. song? Look at that. They're dead. Fantastic hey. Four died. And Doom's going, ah! Oh, how can he watch that? Where's he watching that? Because from his on... own room. Ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And he would have a camera inside of Reed Richards' spaceship and see the mole guy. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. He had a satellite follow the spaceship, so the satellite fed the video yeah. to Doom's closed-circuit television set right in the throne room. Which was not at the same angle as the throne. It was very obnoxious watching the TV because you had it like turned like this. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable. There was no TV in front of him when you see him on the throne. No, it's on the side. So you have to actually sit like this on the throne and, or, oh. or, or get out of the – like what's the point of having a throne if it's not facing the TV? <laughs> I'm the king of the castle, Alice. I'm the king. Turn my throne towards the TV, young lady. Ralph. We can only fit the flat of TV set on this side of the of our apartment, Ralph. The other side is the fire escape. Oh, uh, Norton, why'd you give me this widescreen TV? <laughs> I wanted one right on the right on the dresser here in the kitchen. You know, yeah, the dresser wrong. right here in the kitchen. You walk in the house and there's a dresser. It's outrageous. Now you know that I know that you know that a TV set could fit right on the dresser. I liked my vacuum tube. Chubby, black and white TV. Oh. Okay, so they've crashed, right? But look at the ship. It's all fucked up. But they're perfectly fine. Actually, his hair is even better. I think they got a haircut for the, uh, for the accident. It looks like he's, his hair makes him look like he already burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs>
oh, right, he's Johnny Storm. Now, come on, like, these superheroes are ridiculous. What are you going to do, walk around the streets of New York on fire? Flame on! Like, what? All of Manhattan is covered with spider webs and then flame. <laughs> oh, let's go. That's a cross town. No problem. Now, in one of the Avengers movies, it, like, talks about that, like, how innocent people get killed and, you know, because sure. the Avengers roll into town and fucking fight some robot and everybody, you know. Oh, Ultron fucked up some fictitious country, right? Yep, yep. yep. Where we this from? Into space. Yeah, that sounds bullshit. Uh, Ultron. Ultron. <laughs> there was a whole civil war based on that. Nothing to do with this movie. Uh, absolutely not. Okay, so now it's like Sue is invisible. And they're Whoa. like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, there's this. Haha, uh, uh -huh. I'm the better sibling. <laughs> so, this woman was the con costume designer, or is it a band? And the name is Raviv Richard. Isn't that funny? Like, it's, it's yeah. not Reed Richard. Okay, so in 93, he went to a place called Golden Apple Comics, a store on Melrose right. Avenue. Right down the street. And he went to buy Fantastic Four comic books for research. And I don't know, he's buying them and talking or whatever. And so he's he explained that he was the costume designer for this new – and he's got to do the research. So, like, they all swarmed him. And we're like, are you going to do justice to this? He goes, well, that's why I'm buying the comics. Yeah, I'm reading up on it. I need a Reeve Richards. I'm do you have any Marvel comics, my good Mar sir? Mar I, Marvel. I'm looking for comics of the detective sort. Would you please? I'm making a movie based on the Fantastic Four. What's your budget? Oh, money is an object. <laughs> yeah, money's no yeah. object. Nobody is an object. Okay, so they're kind of stranded here, and they're going to go through a lot of stuff. But I just want to explain something before it happens. An army's going to show up, but you got to know that they're a fake army. They're really Dr. Doom's – I don't know. Did they land they, in Doomlandia? They didn't land in Doomlandia. They land, I don't know where they landed, but they got found by Doom first, so he pretended the military found. Well, because, I mean, if, if Jeff Bezos sends a rocket out in space, <laughs> you know the police will be there when it crashes. <laughs> they got it in for him. Fantastic Four is such a terrible live-action idea. You got a man on fire, then you got a guy who looks like I took my crayons when I was six and I drew a big rock monster. <laughs> right? Like... This movie has no budget, so I'm going to give it a hard pass on whatever the thing's going to look like in this film, right? <laughs> but I've seen the Fantastic Four movie in the sequel. Michael yeah. Chiklis looks ridiculously mm -hmm. stupid in that green outfit. And then, have you seen the last Fantastic Four yeah, movie? Yeah, the Silver Server. No, no, no. After that, there was a, a reboot remake. I'll have to watch it. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> or no, I shouldn't have to watch it. Oh, uh, definitely, yeah, you definitely want to get the DVD for Netflix of that one. <laughs> well, if I can't stream it anywhere. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, check the dumpster. Have you checked, like, uh, not Redbox, but Dumpster Fire? They might have it. It's terrible. It's really lethargic. It's just boring. Oh, the only interesting thing in that movie, well, Michael B. Jordan's in it. 
and uh, he's Johnny Storm. Oh, uh, Michael B. Jordan. I, I mean, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw yeah. it. Oh, you saw it. It didn't suck. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. It didn't suck. Um, way down in Louisiana, close to what's his name? What's his name? Michael B. Moore. What's his name? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Way down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans, up into the woods in the Everglades, lived a country boy who never could read so good. You know the song? Michael Jordan be good. (laughs) Johnny be good, yes. Jordan Uh be good. Let me try that at the open now. I got to write it. Okay. Hey, well, I wish you best of luck. Jordan be good. Johnny B. All right. Michael B. Jordan. Okay. So there was this guy at Marvel. His name was Avi something who I just know that's an Israeli name. And he was going to, you know, make the big uh, budget Fantastic Four with Eichinger. And so he was the one who called up Roger Corman and said, look. I will pay you a million dollars. You just stop. Don't release the film. Cut everything off. And so Corman said, "Okay." And he explained <laughs> why. I was gonna. I'm gonna make a big budget. I can't have this dirtying the wa- polluting the waters. It would. I would. Do you feel that way if this came out? Uh, no. I think it would have been fun to come out. I think this was the time. Look how she's getting so passionate. She's rubbing the clay on her lip. Right. Now she's going to get abducted and stolen by the minions of the Molbad. Is the Molbad has minions? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, headsman and minions. The jeweler. I don't know. This jeweler, it's unimpressive as credits. He's an English actor, um, stage and television, successful career in the States, uh, West End on Broadway across America. He appeared in the U.S. as young Victor company I, I guess he he was a he was in some movies he was on in a tv movie alice through the looking glass he was in joseph and the amazing tele uh, technicolor dream code i don't know he's got some chops but this is a delivery person and we're having flirting yeah yeah it's, it's really but it's kinda... one-sided well so the the movie were the other movie the last one was Josh Trank directed it, but wow. what I always amazed me about it and I'm looking for is that uh, Sue Storm and then I guess the dad like uh, Doctor Frank Franklin Storm uh, they were both in House of Cards and I was like wow I just sat through House of Cards and two of the actors are in it I got that feeling like we have premium cable and then you watch uh-huh. like a show that's only on premium cable. They show up in a movie. You go, oh, that's those guys from that premium cable show I paid to watch. <laughs> one of my oh, what a ripoff this movie is. Now that's it's the Sue Storm one you saw, right? Yeah. yeah. She is a she was like a Ford agency model or something, but she got onto Guiding Light and her career took off. I mean, she was on Beverly Hills, nine hundred one two zero, and Seinfeld and Starman and Greg. The Sue Storm in which movie? Desperate Housewives in this movie that we're watching oh, now. Perfect. Well, that's oh, one thing I really liked about the documentary is that they gave the actors 
ample time to talk about this because they yeah. were being led on and they were encouraging them to go to these conventions and lead on their fans. No, I don't. Th I don't think so. I, I think that Roger Corman thought it was going to release. Right, but okay, I, sure. So Roger Corman. Okay, after they made the film, the post production kind of remember yeah. it halted, and I think maybe why would Corman do that? But there was a point where they were. I mean, maybe they were really. They really did feel this movie was coming out, and they yeah. went to these conventions. And, uh, you know, was no notorious, which I really liked from the documentary, and I mentioned this the first time around, was that it was on the cover of a magazine I would go to, like, Tower Records and buy back in the day, cool. Film Threat. And it was on the cover of Film Threat magazine, the Fantastic Four, Roger Corman production, and it was the only magazine that was covering it. And it gave that it credibility. Whole, that guy was there the whole shooting, remember? He said he was there because he was really a fan. Right, the, the the publisher of Film Thread was given access, so he was like the voice telling. This is of course before the internet, but it you know yeah. it was like you would read about it in Film Thread magazine. So you get your news from Film Thread. It legitimized this. Somebody along the line knew that this would not be released uh, ultimately. And well, but, that that thing came out right at the. Remember, he was there for the whole filming. I think. I think that everyone thought it was going to be theatrical release, even Roger Corman at that point. Right. And don't forget, Carnosaur around that time came out as a theatrical release. It, you know, his films were theatrically released. Yeah, you know what's funny is is what we're seeing right now, a lot of it is um, recycled Carnosaur sets. Really? Yeah. That was in the documentary we saw. Oh, my God. Well, we also watched Carnosaur. Yeah. L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, what a disgusting. So it wasn't it just was the carnivore film. Yeah, it wasn't just carnivores on the loose. Diane Lamb figured a way to make women get impregnated by carnivores. Yeah, just by getting the virus. Yeah, you know, the the DNA was in you. I mean, after I saw that film, my carna was sore. Oh man, talk about a carnivore. Oof. Okay, now. They're like they all know they have powers now, except Ben Grimm is not a freak yet. Okay, so they all know they have powers now. Look, it looks like the army's showing up now. If this is really doom tricking them, that guy's American accent is excellent. He goes, "Begging your pardon, sir." I mean, it's excellent. You know, they taught him in Latvia how to do an American accent. Right, Latvia. Oh, they got the flags and everything. Right, we're America. Hi, home. Oh, Homer, you look like Homer. Right. Hey, dude. Yeah. What are you, Bart? Now they say, "Oh no, fire at that ugly monster thing." There he is. I'm Ben Grimm. I'm oblivious that I'm a rock. Hey guys, boy, great to shake off those gamma rays. Whew! I tell you, I was dreading them. I've got your new nickname. It's Rocky. <laughs> Don't you dare call me Rocky. He's got that, the teeth. That's what the Clancy Street gang should have done. He hated the Clancy Street gang. Yeah, they would throw bottles at him, rocks. Okay, so there's an anatomic face, you know, helmet he's wearing. And and he like he's moving the mouth, but you see how the lip moves and stuff. Right. Yeah. 
You saw it in the documentary, right? Right. It, it, it's all mechanical, and apparently they did a good job. It you think it hurt the guy? It didn't hurt the guy, did it? No, I think he, the guy bitches about the not bitches. I mean, it's legitimate. It's a it's hot. Here it is. Uh, Claro found the suit to be the hottest fucking thing he ever wore. He was this guy's a big stunt man. It's not the same actor. The actor who plays Ben Grimm is oh, not right. who we're seeing on screen right now. Well, that's a relief, right? <laughs> you don't have to wear the suit. I'll, I'll do anything my act. Okay, we well, gotta wear a suit. Uh... As a matter of fact, they work together a lot. Like, what? How would you do it? Like, what are your mannerisms? Sure. That's yeah. They did. <laughs> you see that a lot sometimes. Like Doom Patrol, they have a guy voiced by uh, Brendan Gleeson, uh, Fraser. So it's like, wow, Brendan Fraser. But it, for most times, someone else, you know, acting. So here is a bunch of funny. Wait, are you talking about Brendan Fraser? Hurry uh, Doom, he's on Doom, Doom Patrol. He plays the voice of a robot. So it's a live-action guy in a robot suit, but it's the voice is him. So he must do it at a certain point. Well, I'm glad he's getting work. That's really cool. I yeah. used to love him. Oh, he's terrific. He's the best part of that show. So now we're getting a bunch of jokes. You know, have a seat. Seat collapses. You know, I'm going to take a blood sample. Not sure how I'm going to no. do it. Hey, thanks for coming to my – I'm Alec Baldwin. Thanks for coming to my podcast, Here's the Thing. It's basically we're going to talk about you, the thing. So here's the thing. Without here's following. the thing. Right yeah. now. There he is. There he is. He's right Ladies there. Okay, now. Here's the thing. Now Ladies. here's the thing. Come. Uh, clobbering dive. <laughs> that would be cool. I hate that phrase, unless the thing actually smashes through the wall after you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Now Johnny figures out he says flame on and flame off. Because we figured out the magic words, Doc. Really? Like a Shazam moment? <laughs> yeah. And thank God it only burned his hand. Otherwise, his jacket would have caught on fire. Now, when I was first watching this thing, I was like, this is cheap. We never see him fly like in the comic. And then at the end, they satisfy. He oh, really yeah. Flies. This looks like a commercial for like an Activision game. Like, you ready to beat the doctor? Do, 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 do. <laughs> Activision presents... Dr. Needles on Atari 2600. What? Whoa! Like, <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Pretty funny, you know? Yeah, that's the thing with this movie. No one's terrible in this film. They all do their job. Yeah. And in this documentary, you know, they really get the sense. I mean, they each have their, like, personalities we got to deal with. But you get the sense from the documentary. Uh, they all were very genuine. It was going to be a step up. You see, that's Latvia. And it's the castle. And that's really where they're being held. They think they're on an army base. Right, yeah. They think they're at, like, Cape Canaveral or Fort Knox. Victor Von Doom. Dr. Doom is in the room. So what he's saying right now is, you know, they come to the conclusion they're going to suck out the, the Colossus power out of the four of them and put it all into Doom. And he'll be like the uber ultra being. Right. Oh, I see. That's stupid. <laughs> That's not Doom. <laughs> he wants to rub it into Reed's face. <laughs> well, he wanted Reed, you know, to 
get killed and he was going to take the uh jewel from the jeweler so that he could have his own whammy jammy steal the colossus energy okay i guess he has to wait 10 years it's not really explained right, that's the thing right like what's the rush now yeah he should have planned to take it and used it during the 10 year well, what's happening right now is he's kind of doesn't need Colossus because he can steal it from the Fantastic Four. Because what he's got is his own whammy jammy sucker machine, and it now, tickles their chest and sucks out their power. Is that the same actor under that mask? Yeah, it's the guy we saw as young Victor. Up oh, the henchman, looking good, looking good, looking good. Nice turn. Guys look like uh, Walton Goggles and, I don't know. It's not a screenwriter friend. What is it? There's that stupid English cartoon, like Grommel and... Oh, right, yeah, Wallace and Gromit. Gromit. I shouldn't say stupid. It's not stupid. I enjoyed it very much, but I'm just looking back on it, thinking of it now, and stupid came to mind. Well, that's because you're an adult and you don't have a kid <laughs> in the room. But, yeah, no, it's good stuff. Listen, his cheese, and there was a wrong trousers, and there was like a were rabbit bunny, and there was a. That was a good one, were rabbit. Yeah. Okay, so right now they're going to see the jeweler say, We'll give you money for that jewel. And like the henchmen are like, you know, they're surrounding them and stuff. Oh, I don't know. Anytime God. these guys are around, it's a comedic moment. You see, I don't like that about the film. Sometimes Dr. Doom is comedic, like he's a goofy. Uh, monarch and other times when he's around the fantastic four he's fucking serious and he's the evil man you know you know when he anyway, he talks to his minions and it sounds dopey well you know i guess i guess like fantastic four never existed in a, in a vacuum i mean i guess it did ultimately with, with the because it, it, in the 60s it came out during like i don't know spider-man and dr strange they was the avengers and the iron man and they yeah. they had like other people to bounce off of, uh, but I guess in this movie and in the Sony movies, they just they weren't part of that universe. Yeah, that's right. It, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is made by some other film conglomerate corporation, right? Than uh, Fantastic Four. Was. Well, they've been always like teasing that they're going to reintroduce the Fantastic Four in the movies and have the guy from The Office play Reed Richards. Well, uh, I think it's actually a very good time for them to. Add, they need some life in. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because what are they, they going to do? They're going to be like, hey, uh, unbeknownst to you, I too am a super scientist, billionaire genius with my own building in New York City. <laughs> but well, I waited for Tony Stark to die. Okay, wouldn't it be neat if their first film, uh, I guess you got to have the origin backstory, but I'm saying by the end yeah. of the film, they're on like the observation side of this Thanos bullshit, right? And they, so the first movie would be about them dealing as superheroes with half the population missing or whatever. Right, maybe one maybe of them is missing. Two. Yeah, or something like that. And and do you remember that scene at the end when they're all, you know, like all the superheroes in the world come out to fight Thanos? Right. You, They could be just some boots on the ground and we see the ending scene from their perspective, you know, with them, what's over the hill? Come on, Reed, you know, and and then Sue will come back. Sue, you know. 
they'll be like, hey, they said this open mic was an open mic, but I, I the raffle is bullshit. They picked my name. I was like 32. I think they did that on purpose. Yeah. They don't know me. It was the superhero open mic, right? Yeah, superhero open mic. And we're going to do a bucket. We're going to do a bucket. Uh, number 39, Steve Storm. <laughs> well, the first, bullshit. Not, first one picked was uh, Thanos because when they yeah. all came, they were looking at him, so it was all comedians in the audience. And then number two is Anthony Quinn. Number three was the Wasp. <laughs> it's a bit rigged. It was rigged. Okay, so now they've abducted Alicia, and they're like, we want the diamond. And he goes, no, it's for my girlfriend. And there's this funny scene where they pull out guns to threaten them, and then the whole room pulls out guns on them. Oh, all right. It appears you're outnumbered. So they kick him out. One of the best things about Fantastic Four was when they weren't the four Fantastic Four. There was a robot in uh, one of the animated series. They they couldn't license oh, one of the characters. Torch. Yeah, the Human Torch was replaced by Robbie the Robot kind of little guy. Yeah, it was like Herbie or like he was Fantastic Five. Mm-hmm. And also in the comics, uh, She-Hulk was a member. I don't remember that. But you should I... check out... The mm-hmm. Terrifics, right? The DC comic. It has Plastic Man. It has Professor <laughs> Mister Terrific. It has like uh, this girl who's a ghost who kind of is invisible, and then it has like this big hulking guy. Does it have Water Man instead of? Yeah, they have Water Man. They said, "Fuck George. you, Marvel. If you're not gonna do Fantastic Four, we'll do one." So they're like, "Okay, he said no, Doctor Doom." So Doom was like, I will take care of this personally. He's going to get the the um maybe the crystal is needed to suck the whammy jammy out of them. Mike. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's not about waiting 10 years. Well, yeah, but they're going to keep him in the castle for 10 years. No, th- right right now they're Whoa, Batman. That wipe, yeah, that was for fighting. Instead of spending the money on a fight scene, they did that. So they knocked out the guards because they're starting to – well, they don't know it's doom or anything, but, like, something's not right. Right. Yeah, man, the Fantastic Four movie with Michael Chiklis wearing a trench coat, and he's, like, in the rain in the alley, and he's, like, yeah. seeing his girlfriend with someone else. He's, like, all sad or whatever yeah. it was. It was just, like – straight out of Kirby, by the way. Oh, yeah, and he's kind of pouring rain on you. Yeah, it's pouring rain in the alleyway as the thing is, you know, going through some personal trauma. And then clank, clank, bam, on the side of his head. The cl- Yo, he clancy screen, boy! <laughs> See you later, Rocky! Don't call me that! But they all talked in that, like, curvy Brooklynese, or they're like, yo, mm-hmm. We're the newspaper boys, the newsies, we're the newsy co-ops, yeah. Hey, they call me Mumbles. I don't know they call me Mumbles. And uh, uh, my name is Flipper. I I like to, I have a scuba gear. Everything I say is Flipper. Maybe we can go in the water. Not yet, scuba man. The guy, he's got his hat sideways. Yeah, right. And he talks like this. Yay. They call me the mouth. What's all we were so hard on you? The News Legion boys are like, and then they go fight in World War II. Because Kirby, like, he had a guy, like, him and his partner, they they were cranking out World War II comics, mm-hmm. including Captain, the original Captain America and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, Mariner was in it. 
Yeah, and it was like the Newsboys or News Legion or something. And then when he went back to DC in the 70s, he said, you know what? I'm going to take my old character that I did, bring him back. The news. You know, uh, preteens from the 40s really got a bad rap with this fucking play called Newsies because now they all, you think they all sell the paper. I mean, it, do you remember um, the Baxter Boys with Satch and Moe? Yeah, and, right, right, right. I mean, those are the real, like, like that's what we should be calling, not Newsies, we should be calling them, uh, what was the name of that gang? They were all in the gang. Now you lost me, man. The Bowery Boy, the back. Oh, the ba- oh, the, the Bowery Street. Yeah, the Bowery Boys. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm just bemoaning the fact that Newsies fucked that up for the people of that era. Oh, thank I, God! They, you mean now we can't watch the the Dead End Street Kids or whatever there was. No, the... but now, like anytime you see some kid from the '40s, like a nine yeah. years old or something, you, you think, think Christian a Bale singing a number. Yeah. Listen, I miss I miss Newsies. How how do I know when the early evening edition is out? Right? I don't. Used to be some kid would just tell me extra extra. How's the web? Someone got shot. We got a picture. Early edition. Early evening edition. Oh, the early evening edition's out. (laughs) Late evening edition. Final evening edition. The evening paper wasn't the paper of the day. It was like. One extra section printed that had some breaking news shit, you know. Yeah, usually it's like breaking news, and then it's just repurposed. Yeah, and second edition wasn't out every day. It was a fucking newsworthy day, like the presidential election or something. I don't know. Like the newspapers were so dense with information, there wasn't like mm-hmm. that was where people the information all came through there. Yep. Okay, so now what we're getting is like we're learning his plot. You guys aren't going anywhere. I'm going to suck the juice out of you. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. Now, for some stupid reason, and and the writers weren't rookies, he's going to pull the super uh, super villain thing of leaving the room and having his henchmen do it. Oh, right. The Fantastic Four kicked their ass. He is royalty. He's not going to get his hands dirty. No, but He's got whammy jammy powers and stuff, you know. But they don't realize that like Bob Odekirk from Nobody is in the house. <laughs> he looks like nobody. He's nobody. He's Mr. Nobody. Who are you? I'm nobody. Punch me a couple of times so I could kick you back. I don't know about that, old man. Now the actors themselves were the ones who like were doing the promotion and paying for the promotion. Right. When this thing got was in post-production like they stopped spending money on it they weren't rushing to edit it you know and they weren't promoting it they had to like guerrilla warfare edit it on their own and um they like you had said before they went to they did a movie uh, they went to comic conventions and they did this like premiere in which they showed the trailer yeah and they were gonna open it at mall of america in minnesota Okay, so apparently this Avi guy was in Puerto Rico. He had a Fantastic Four T-shirt on because he wanted to make the big budget Fantastic Four film. And this kid on this on in the in the you know hotel or whatever said, "Hey, are you going to the Fantastic Four premiere?" And Avi was like, "What Fantastic Four premiere?" So that's when he called Roger Corman and said, "Look, I'll give you a bunch of money. Don't do this. Don't make it. Cease and desist. Halt." And that's when Corman called it off, and it wasn't premiered. Wow. 
But then it didn't stop because this is, you know, this was after Newsies, but before the internet. So what we had was bootleg <laughs> copies. And that's how people knew about it. In yeah. 1994, if you wanted to see this movie, you would go to a hipster video store, like right. Naked Tongue in San Francisco or, or the other eye and third eye. And then they would have it for rent. And it would be like, this is it. This is the bootleg 1994 Roger Corman Fantastic Four. <laughs> bootleg, it, exactly. Yeah. And it would be like, it would be of this quality, if not even worse, like sixth generation dubbed. Yeah, uh, only the set. director says that he brought it to a dub house to, you know, like they would print out mass copies of stuff for the major film. He said, look, I just need two or three copies of this. He says that's probably the day it got leaked. They took it, and some co copy guy was like, cool. Fantastic yeah, Fantastic Four. Four. I'm getting a copy of this. And because they didn't have the negatives, that's why uh, the only copy that Oli had was not from the negatives. It was a kind of crappy one. But he was right. like, that's all he had. So he's like, dub this, please. And that's why it was born bad looking. Right. Yeah, which is it's fine. It works. Works so in now, favor. Yeah, now stupid Doom comes in the room and is like, what happened here? God damn it. Guys, I turned my back and suddenly there's a four logo. We're back in the Baxter building. This won't stand. I gave no, 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 no. you had one job. You had what one job. It? Kill the Fantastic Four. How can you fuck that up? I left the room. I closed the door on you. I, 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 that reminds me of Superman 3. And he's on the phone with Reed with uh Ryan, Richard Pryor. Yeah. And he's like, I ask you to kill Superman. <laughs> you can't even do that one little thing. Yeah, right. All I ask is you be in a room with the thing, a man who will burn you on fire, a woman who will choke you to death when you least expect it. And so a guy who will trip you because this doesn't make sense anymore in the world again. Like, they're out of Latvia, and boom, they're home. And like, back the I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it would be like if it was, I don't know, you'd, you'd call the cops and say, Boy, I was abducted. I mean, you know what I mean? They were just like, we got, we got away. You're right where he knows where you. I, you saw the movie. You. They were in Latvia. There was a four logo, went right into the screen, and then you're back at home. <laughs> what, what, what? I don't understand. What do you want? It got from A to B. Thanks to the number four. <laughs> so, I love that hair leg. Right now, like, Sue was getting all sweet saying, look, if anything happens, like, she was almost about to say, I love you. You know what I mean? And he, go, he goes, why am I so shy around you? And he goes, what'd you say? Why am I so shy around you? Shy, that's why you turn invisible. You're a hothead, Johnny. That's why you flame on. I, yeah, it's I so corny. Yeah. You're a rock hard erection, and that's why you're the thing. <laughs> you always used to use brute strength when scientific know-how would have gotten you there quicker, Ben. So he's saying Colossus took, you know, our DNA was altered. He's got the blood. He says Colossus took, like, what's the worst of us and turned it into a strength. Reed, that's such a stretch. Exactly. Exactly. See, you get it. Yeah. On the nose. <laughs> I'm yeah. They're going to so, do the superhero. 
they think they do the superhero open like there's nobody here we go up do time stretch stretch <laughs> well that's been my time Take the show up, stretch, read, stretch. <laughs> stretch. Stretch. Yeah, then here, please have the thing. Okay, guys, here's the thing. That's my catchphrase. So the same time, that that magazine article you talked about said it was going to be released on Labor Day weekend, 93. And I get Right. But in the end, the Mall of America was set for January 19th, 94. And sure. pro- yeah, but before they put the halt on it. Well, that magazine was shady at best. So it was always interesting to see his side. Like he got roped into it. You know, it wasn't like he knew this wasn't going to happen. It, it happened. But they, I do feel like somebody higher up knew this would never get off the ground. No one well, knew I mean, going. They, they approached Troma and they approached Corman. They did it because they, they had to get something off the ground. To extend the rights, and all he yeah. had to do was go into production. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a million dollars for something that's worth billions. Well, if he always knew, it's very possible. But I just think, oh wait, I, I just think that uh, Corman didn't know this was. This is not our actor, and it's not our stuntman. It's oh. just got right. They when they were editing, they realized the thing says, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." But where does he go? The next thing you know, he's with Mole Man. So they had to do a middle thing in which he walks the earth. So this is not our actor. Wow, it's a different thing, right? And this was done after everything was shot, and it was you know months later when they were this editing. Movie, this movie has some complexities to it. There's so many things. Yeah, you know, probably. Every movie does, and we just never know it. This one didn't get launched, and these people felt ripped off. So that's why we know about it, you know? Right. Well, part of it was like the bootleg kind of went about. Yeah. And one thing I like about the documentary it was showing the bootleg. Like the ones yeah. that were selling at conventions, the ones that they were selling at, at record stores or whatever. You know, the premise of our podcast is that these are movies that we just read about or I read about mm-hmm. and never had a chance to see. And it's so great to have it on YouTube. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> oh, the outfits. You guys Every- like it? I ripped off the Incredibles, the seven eyes, <laughs> four. No, she sewed them herself, you know? So. And, and they're just waiting for Ben to come back. Now, in 2005, Stan Lee said out loud in front of a whole crowd of people that the movie was never supposed to be shown to anybody. And the cast and crew had been left unaware. He says that. Yeah, then, I know. But then Eichinger dismissed Lee's claims, stating that we had a contract to release it, and I had bought out that contract. I was, you know, they, they bought out that contract. And he says later, Lee's version of the events is definitely not true. Is our original intention to make a B movie? That's for sure. But when the movie was there, we wanted to release it. So he claims no. And this Avi from Marvel was the one who put the halt on everything. But the but the actors still feel like. It was never supposed to be. Okay, this again, this was all filmed after 
it was shot. That's not our actor, and and I don't think they're credited. I don't know. But what we've got now is the mole man finding the thing. See, the next – I'll tell you when it's back to our regular actor. Yeah, okay. From this point on, we're back to the regular film. That all that she's, she's forced to be the queen. Yeah. Yeah. It's so stupid. So it just happens to be the girl, the girl who fell in love with a guy who knocked her statue over and broke it. Right That's, before he turns into the thing. Right before, not after. Right. So she gets kidnapped by a jeweler, and then she's saved by a guy who was he met cute, but now he's a monster. Right. Yeah. Okay, so he says, boss, we got a new member. And, and Mole Man goes, so what? And he goes, no, boss, you got to see him. The fucking rocks. Oh, well, there's jewels from rocks, right? Does he at least say that? He is a jeweler. No. Nope. Are there any other superheroes or villains in this world? Uh, there's the jeweler. There's Doctor Doom. Well, if they made a sequel, there would have been. They were always hanging. They were always bumping the Spider-Man. Spider-Man got trapped in their escalator or what was it? Their glass elevator. Did you ever see that issue? In the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I think so. It was like meet Spider-Man. I I didn't I don't remember that. Now I read the Fantastic Fours through all the sixties, all the seventies, sure. and then I kind of stopped collecting because I got older and there were girls and right. you know. So maybe I have like one or two from like eighty one. I don't know. I, it dropped you, off. Uh, my did you ever see the issue where they introduced Black Panther? Yes, and it was yeah. Kirby's art. Very right. nice. He he says, "Fantastic Four, come, uh, uh, match wits with the Black Panther and they go to Wakanda." Mm-hmm. And he sets up like he these traps for uh, Fantastic Four, and Fantastic yeah. Four flips through them, and they're like, "Okay, let's be friends. You, you passed <laughs> my test." That's exactly right. See, I I found out from uh, Ancestry.com that I'm 17% African American, and at 17% African American, I'm not from Wakanda. I'm from like Wakanda. Are you gonna do that? Then you go sing your Michael B. Jordan song. That was material. Clearly, you knew it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I smelled it like a half a block. I away. dropped that joke. I've dropped any joke that has anything to do with any you know like racy race or you know anything like whatever's really inappropriate. I just don't tell them anymore. You know? Yeah, it's not your wheelhouse, man. You're going. You're, it is my wheelhouse. It is. Those are funny fucking jokes to me, but but people don't appreciate them. So just don't do them. You want well, people it, to like you. It keeps things simple too. If you just like, you know, you want people to focus on your jokes and focus on on the humor. You don't want people to second doubt or like go, well, wait a yeah. minute, you yeah. know, because of this and that, and you know, I don't really think it's and then like they're, you know, yeah, good, good, good on us. <laughs> Here at the superhero open I, mic, I, 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 they I, call it the bucket system at the superhero uh, open mic. But how come the Fantastic Four go four in a row? Yeah, the Fantastic Bump, man, four yeah, in a but, row. Okay, so now he's realizing. Look at these handwriting. Victor is still alive. 
Victor is doomed. Oh, thank God, because this movie has been still going on. I now, here's Darth Vader entering the rebel ship to get the plans. Right, Dr. Doom is in the room. And he's bulletproof, we learn. And he's bouncing the bullets back onto the guys so they all die. Doom got fucked up, and that's why he covered his face with an iron mask. Yeah. And it was some kind of uh, ritual, right? And it sizzled. Yeah, you see, it's, it's like the suit helps, like... Uh, Secrete oil on his skin or some crap. Right. Like it, it, it's a Cur mental thing as much as a superhero costume. And in the comics, he had electricity. He would yeah. snap people. He would taser people with his hand, finger. Well, Kirby, also, Kirby also had uh, uh, the Red Skull, who had like a mask that put on his face and sizzled his face. To... Stuck on. Yeah. So it was always this creepy thing with him. Yeah. The Red Skull looked that way in the cinematic universe one. Yeah, they don't really give an origin of the Red Skull. I see the Red Skull pop up in, in Marvel Comics. I'm like, why are, you, why are you writing comics about the Red Skull, dude? Well, he yeah. was supposed to be the enemy of Captain America because Hitler was part of real history. So he couldn't – you know, you would see Hitler in the Captain America comic books. Sure. But um, not like he was the villain that Captain America ever fought. He always fought the Red Skull. And they threw in Hydra instead of just like the Stasi or, or uh, the Gestapo. They had Hydra. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's on a secret force. Wow, Fantastic Four. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't like this. In the sequel to the first batch, they had uh, Galactus show up, but he wasn't like Galactus robot. He was like a, a worm. Galactus was a like gas. Well, let me tell you in a second, okay? Yeah. Okay, so he's got Alicia, so he's like, "Come here, and not, you know, I'll shoot, you know, do a lot of damage before you get here." Then Alicia says, "I love you," and that makes uh, Ben all soft inside, and he's no longer the thing. He's Ben. Now, oh, get out of here. This is the only time we'll see this in the film. You would think this would be such a plot point. I've discovered how to cure myself. Something like that. Right. But no. Were you trying to make a joke that she didn't see? This is the only time she didn't see that he came into the room. Was I trying to make that joke? No, I was just yeah. saying that okay. that's uh, what happens in the film. I'm surprised that they don't... Um, they, it's see, it's poorly written. It's out of nowhere. This guy, this writer's for real. Let me tell you about him. Uh, Craig J. Nevis, and also a guy named Kevin Rock, which is Kevin Hart and Chris Rock married. First screenplay was Happy Together, Columbia Pictures, Patrick Dempsey, Helen Slater, uh, and right. Brad Pitt's first film. But then he got sucked into the Roger Corman world and he wrote all these Corman films including Death Doors oh no 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 he also wrote on his own as a producer Death Door starring David Carradine and Step Monster by Alan Thicke he, oh I want to see that I want to see Step Monster with Alan Thicke I saw it maybe I think it sucked ass was it better <laughs> than Monster-in-Law 
Uh, no, Monster in Law was better. Okay. I guess you didn't like Monster in Law. No, I just wanted to make sure that my monster. Uh... Yeah, I going to keep them straight. Yeah. Okay, so now Doom is like, hey, I got Alyssa and I got the laser and I'm going to zap New York City unless you guys come to me so I can do the whammy jam. And here's what the laser does. So come give me your power. I'm going to suck it out of you with my anti whammy jammy machine. Or I kill Alyssa and I blow up New York. <laughs> Hang up. Hang up. Ew, doom out. Yeah, doom out. Get the drip. Doom out. One million dollars. Bye. He didn't have to throw in that Austin Powers line. One million. That was very funny. Actually, that's not a lot of money. Well, what is a lot of money? Yeah, right. Then they can't afford it. <laughs> so now Reed's like, I'll just take care of it on my own. It's my thing with Victor. I'm the one he blames. And then they go, We're a team. Let's right, go get we're it. family. What's gonna work? Teamwork. What's gonna work? Where teamwork makes the dream work. All right. Uh, All right. Settle down, children. Teamwork. Just a job. It's just a job. Look, I'm pretty. We're like greasing up the lens so I'm all out of focus. No, I don't know what's going on. This is the same set like in Mafia yeah. and the Brit Well, it's all it's all carnosaur stuff. You see That's that amazing. like bubbly thing they made there, that little piece of art? That's probably new, but this like four walls was carnosaur stuff. You can still see Diane Ladd sitting in the back acting. Yes, with the strings. Yeah. Look, look, it's art. It's it's animated. I can't even see. Like, it's so blurry. Yeah, it's our copy, right? Now they're inside of Doom's place. Duh, it does make. Yeah, it looks the same. It looks the same building. I mean, you know, look. If you went from New York City to Eastern Europe. Right. I mean, that's a serious, slow-ass flight. You got to make Listen, a connection. But you're talking about doing it. As someone who watches your exploits, I just want to see the New York City corridor, and then I want to see the interior corridor hallway in the Lafia. That's they it. created bullet trains. They get there in 45 minutes. Yeah, just stand on this moving elevator, uh, sidewalk. Right. Uh, yeah, it'll take you to <laughs> this building to the next. Okay, so... They walk in like, what's going on? Nobody's confronting us. Right. And then he puts or laser beams. Right. Well, they're, they're, they're like containment beams, and they can't get it. They're paralyzing them, and they're gonna, he's going to suck out their power with tickly-tickly anti-whammy-jammy device. Jeweler told me to build three of these tubes. I said, you idiot. <laughs> Four. I don't know, dude. He told me the costs are astronomical. It's going to be worth it. Trust me. <laughs> Why Here you are. It's the things that doesn't work. You, I thought, boss, I thought you said the Fantastic Three. You idiot. Yeah. Here's the thing. The thing is the fourth one. <laughs> Here's the thing. The thing is the fourth one. I'm doing that at the open mic. Just kidding. You know, so now we 80s. get some serious yeah. acting. I'm sorry, but why don't you even put up the volume if you want? Now I'll he's like the volume. talking about his. Crippling 
you know, and why he blames them. Look at his hands, the way he hands. Look at his, he's an actor, look at that. Doom, I'm sorry, can you take the mask off? I can't hear you. Can you take your face diaper you off? turn the sound down again? Why? Why is you like that, Mike? Look His at me! Look, behold the monster you've made! Yeah, this is Why to your grave? Sorry, his mouth diaper is covering up the way he speaks, and I wish he'd take it At off. At the end of the film, they made a mistake, and they 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 didn't overdub the thing's voice with the effect, and he just sounds like the regular actor. Oh, it's poverty time. Yeah. yeah. It's during a wedding, and he's like, stand back, everybody, and it's like, <laughs> he just sounds like a dude. Well, I gotta say, like, uh, in the 80s, it was a big event called Secret Wars, where all the superheroes get whisked to a magical planet. And at the end, at the end of the 12 issues, all of them leave except for the thing. He stays on this magical planet. Yeah. And he, and then he has his own uh, comic called The Thing, where he would meet like creatures that were like the Yancey Street Gang, but they were <laughs> aliens. Okay. And at the end, the enemy was himself all along. It was, it was. Ben Grimm wearing a, a monk's outfit. That he revealed it. It's like, yeah. And then he went back. That's probably one time he was on the losing battle. They redid the look, Secret look, Wars. See the tickling? Ah, it was funny at first, but now it's annoying. Right. I You're uncontrollably tickling me. I did that to you on Fish Burgers. We pretended it was yeah, a right. shock. Okay, so how are they going to get out of this anti-whammy-jammy tickling machine? Right, they're, they're getting all their superpowers sucked out. Yep, that's right. And it's all going to go into doom somehow, which is never explained. So Reed uses his stretchy pants and uh -huh. stretches under the beam. I don't know how. And then kicks the beam off of them. I was going to say, it didn't look like a secure beam at all. <laughs> like, did you check your beam? I think it might be your beam, doctor. You're yes, beaming. You. You're being. You're beaming too critically. Okay, get them! It's clobbering time. Clobbering time. Oop! Here comes so, the fireball. Yeah, Johnny. They're like Johnny. Make a oh bonk. So they, is she invisible or is she just? She's invisible. She like ducked out of the way and they didn't see it. I so, don't know. Check this out. They go, Johnny, make a hole in the wall. So Johnny says, I'm on it. He goes, flame, 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 flame. And by the time they've kicked the ass of everyone in the room, the thing is like, I'll just do it. And he smashes through the wall. I, I would mention if you're a fan of Doc, uh, Fantastic Four, they redid Secret Wars where Doom created his own planet mm -hmm. and he, he keeps and he finds a universe where uh sue sue married him and has his own children uh-huh and the sun is johnny storm and the, the orange wall is the thing it's pretty cool all right yeah that, look, that's the first time she's used the force field ever 
Right, the Invisiwall. Yeah, Invisiwall. He goes, no, it's too late. It's too late. The laser's going to fire, and it's going to kill New York City. Just like Terminator episode. I don't think you were you weren't part of the fish burger. Oh, that episode? No, I don't think I was part. Yeah, you were off at Brandeis or San Francisco. I don't know. No, and I think I was still in college back then. When you would come home, okay, so now we really see the cool ass, you know, now we see the human toy. Fly. Yeah. yeah. And he's fiery, like a, he looks like the comic. It was well done. Um, I used to come home for like Hanukkah for uh, Christmas. Right, yeah, yeah, no, I would come down for the holidays. And you'd say, Carl, leave me alone. I'd be, no, we're filming content. We are making fish burgers. Let's go. Put on this costume. Well, it's something that we I mean, I worked at a banquet hall and I had a tuxedo. And we did, I was giving uh, you a lift to work, right? Yeah. And we shot like War in the Gulf and I was news journalist and it just happened to be wearing a tuxedo during the whole thing. It was perfect. I put a microphone in your hand for my band. Yeah. In the stack was the Gulf Station. You could see the sign. You were like, War in the Gulf. It is incredible. This War in the Gulf. Shot and at the Gulf Station. Meanwhile, I was dropping you off. But that was before college, was it? Or you used to work there? Yeah, I worked there during college as well. Now we have the big confrontation between Doom and Richards, finally. You know? You right. betrayed me. The thing is, Victor stayed in that room. You know, I guess he's saying that Reed should have stayed there too or something. <laughs> Look at my fangs. This kid's got claws. Uh -huh. yeah, well, it was always like, they, you need this animosity. You need this, like... Rush. Now, Richard's stretchy, stretchy power just keeps punching Doom down. And this was the last film sh uh, shot. This was the last uh, scene. I don't know if I can say that. He had to come back to do this. This oh. is a big fall. So he's like, please help me. We were friends once. Look at this, man. Look how cool Johnny is. It looks pretty cool. Now, if you know fire... It is. It needs oxygen. It is uh -huh. a chemical reaction. Like it's, it's turn. You know, only the carbons left as it oxygen mixes with whatever's burning. There's a laser beam would go right through fire, right through fire. So I don't understand how he can stop the laser beam. It doesn't make sense. You got to give Johnny Storm a lot of latitude because in real life he would just burn everything. Like yeah, be like a flame. You know, people would be petrified with that. Yeah. So if he exists, you know, you got to give him oxygen, Carl. So Doom is like, will you help me? And then Reed Richards is like, okay. And then Doom is like, <laughs> you're a sucker. And then his he slips out of his glove. Right. Shoddy worsenship. Made in Lafayette. This way, oh. Reed didn't kill him. Reed was going to help him. He Dude, killed him. Looks, yeah, look, at, look at that cold-blooded eyes of Reed Richards. <laughs> This is good. Dr. Doom. So Dr. Doom died. Yeah. But you know he never does. In the comic book, he fell into a volcano. Oh, even worse. Yeah. There's some interesting Fantastic Four stories. The, sooner they, the problem about introducing them in the movies would be like, after 20 years of like, it's not even real life anymore. There's this big blip and all this bullshit. 
don't you remember like the crow and there was that watch how johnny stops it right he just gets in its way this is good graphics i think yes yeah for its day and for a million dollar budget and but aren't you being entertained i mean he's all yeah yeah more entertaining than a lot of other stunt doctors. <laughs> He's pushing back the laser beam, which makes no logical sense. There was a six, 1960s comic uh, cartoon <laughs> show, The Fantastic Four. And yeah. like Spider-Man, it had its own theme song. Now look, he's in space, and there you need oxygen to burn flame. and Or maybe he's just in the stratosphere. Maybe it's just Cheetos, like it's flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> so what were you saying? The animated cartoon, do you mean the one like um the sixties? Yeah, there was it was on Saturday morning cartoon. It had a theme song. Yeah. I don't remember. Fantastic four. Fantastic four. Don't very go to sleep. You're not a bore. <laughs> oh, you're doing uh hey, here comes Fantastic. Fantastic Four. Does whatever a fantastic should. Stay awake, don't you snore. Okay, so we now promise they're not a bore. <laughs> the actor just said it with his. Now he's he's got his uh his worked on voice, his overdubbed voice. But we just second ago, what is it? Now here comes the worst effect of this whole film, and it's at the end. It looks like Doctor Seuss. That arm. <laughs> well, he has a job at a used car lot, so he figured he might as well. <laughs> Lincoln, they got a Lincoln Town Car limo. Very oh, nice. Oh, wow. Very nice. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. Carl, what do you think of this movie? I, I liked it. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I liked it. I like this movie a lot. It's, okay. it's cheesy, it's cardboard, but don't it delivers. Think, don't you think the Thing's costume was too small? It looked too much like a man. Like in the cart, like he should have had broader shoulders, a bigger chest, a you know, a torso. That they did what they had to do. It's like watching, it's like watching stop motion animation. You go, I know this is fake, but this is as real <laughs> as it looks. So I, I gave him a pass. I mean, he didn't look as bad as Michael Chiklis, and he didn't look as bad as uh, I don't even remember the other Fantastic Fours, but. It's a. It's either going to be a CGI suit or a guy wearing a rubber rubber shoulders. Yeah, I guess if it was done today, it would be CGI totally. Right. So I wonder when they when they finally crank it. I enjoy this movie. I'm glad it's available on YouTube again. It's worth a watch. Uh, it definitely yeah, the story in itself. Doom is also the documentary on YouTube. Make an afternoon. Always great to see it. Last time we'll ever have to watch another Marvel movie. <laughs> okay, well, that was the Fantastic Four here on Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube, L W A F L M O Y T. We hope you enjoyed it uh, listening to it on a Sunday afternoon on our podcast on our YouTube channel. We'll be back next Sunday. We'll be back here on Meet Me Radio. We'll be back on your podcast feed. And yes, we'll be on YouTube. Carl, next week's movie, 1979. King Frat. 1979. King Frat. F-R-A-T. Tune in again next Sunday at 2 Pacific Standard Time on MediaRadio.fm. And then please subscribe to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T, please. <laughs> and listen to the podcast on Sunday, please. And then subscribe to our <laughs> YouTube channel. 
Uh, Carl, thank you so much. What a great time. It was thank fun. you, Michael. Always fun to watch a Marvel movie with you. I I, I am just it's a it's a Marvel movie. <laughs> All right, sounds good. I'm gonna go play in traffic. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much. We'll see Let's you next watch week. A full-length Good evening, and welcome to the Gates of Delirium, to our romp through the crags and crevices of excellent progressive rock and roll, confined mostly to the glory years of prog rock, 1969 to 1976, but the tradition lives on, and we explore all of it here at the Gates of Delirium. My name is Perkins Warbeck, the 23rd. I keep alive the hopes of the House of the Lancaster. Take what has justifiably there is what was robbed of them. I embody the dream of Lancastrians everywhere when I say the throne of England shall be ours. We are here at the sprawling state-of-the-art studios of Pitney Radio. You can find us on the intertubes at mutinyradio.fm. If you are listening now, you already have. We're coming to you from the heart of the Mission District of San Francisco, California. West Coast time is 6 o'clock. East Coast, 9 o'clock. The time in Amsterdam is 3 in the morning. And in Planavostok, it's even later than that. You do the math. We're going to listen to a wide variety of excellent choices tonight. 
We're going to start off with my favorite band, which happens to be a contemporary band from Somerset, England. They got things together in the early 90s, and they have been going ever since. The name of the band is Osric Tentacles. It is Wall of Sound, Space Prague. It is grandeur and whimsy and everything in between. This is Odd Weird from Osric Tentacles.
That was a small snafu. We found ourselves on shuffle instead of correct succession of sounds. This is Oolong Oolong from Magic Tentacles.
Stand by while I check this out. Some technology has gone berserk here. Wondering, ah, here we go. We may have solved the problem. This is Nakura, still from Osric Tentacle.
sounds of Dead Can Dance. Band that came out of Scotland, England in the 80s. With a reconstituted vision of classical Gothic music. Expanded with textures from the Arabian world. The medieval world. world of the apocalypse. A lush tapestry. I love saying that. A lush tapestry of sound. Transporting and transcendent at the same time. You are listening to me, Perkins Warbeck, the 23rd, as I host the 25th installment of The Gates of Delirium. I am very thankful for all of you for your continued support, especially Alfred's World of Sound. This is San Pedro from Azurtaric.
a snafu.
Listening to Blackwater Slide by Bert Jansch. If this sounds familiar, it turned into Backwater Slide by Jimmy Page on Led Zeppelin II, in which he completely ripped it off and made no acknowledgement whatsoever of its origin. <laughs> I think Led Zeppelin was caught doing that quite a bit. It's an interesting story. We're going to move on with another. Another outlandish excursion from Steve Hillage. This is Shimmer. We're listening to The Gates of Delirium with me, Perkins Warbeck the 23rd. <laughs> ¶¶ 